Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Broadcasting live from SCNQ headquarters in the heart of Fortitude Valley, this is Pat Welsh and Ian Healy for breakfast. Queensland made on SCNQ 693am. Well, I thought like Sir Andy Murray that Tony Gollan would be fast asleep at this hour of the day, but we've found him and we're going to have a chat to him shortly. But first up, Heels, we have... Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Paddy, I'm not a worry wart and I don't sit around worrying about stuff, but I have a, a little worry about uh, school sport. So school restarts next week, as we heard Vanessa say, but how's sport in the state system going? Two of my most uh, vivid cricket carnivals were state primary schools carnivals, uh, interstate and intrastate first uh, before we played the other states. Once I went to Adelaide and, and once uh, the, the national carnival was in Brisbane. I'd just like to hear from parents and grandparents about how you think representative sport in state schools is feeling at the moment and how it might compare to what you had. And uh, are there any stories about what's good? or what's not happening anymore. The contributing factors to stress on sport in the state system is the female staffing levels now form the majority by a mile, and and they're not as interested and impacted by sport as the males of the 70s and 80s. It's a very litigious society now, and accidents can happen in sport, let alone mistakes. So those teachers are getting more scared about those mistakes and things that can happen in sport uh, for the lawyers. The third thing I've thought about is replacing sports teachers and who go away and manage and coach school teams is now very limited. Uh, they they just don't um, find the uh, temporary teachers to come in and take over from those sports teachers which have gone away. Then the skill levels. The skill levels are very poor in the younger ages due to insufficient teaching from about five-year-olds up to 10-year-olds, that's the area that, that is quite lacking because we don't have enough phys ed teachers teaching, you know, basic skills as part of the curriculum as we once did. And then the traditional Australian school sports, you know, don't necessarily suit our multicultures that are coming into our country. So do we have to retrain or get some different sports? So they're, they're all the contributing factors to sport being a very difficult thing to create, and we need it. You only have to see the, the effect it has of a, a Tanasi Kokonakis victory or a Demon and Alex Alexi Popperin's uh, a victory to, to know what effect it has on the esteem of our nation. Yeah, that cannot be clearer, and we need to do much work in here. Um, I really like and value the, the sporting skills of running, throwing, kicking, catching, because it stands you in good stead to participate for many, many years ahead. Um, so I hope we don't leave this up to the sports who are now getting into the schools and trying to create their own um, legacies, AFL, cricket. They all get into the schools and, and do a lot more work than the schools uh, do at the moment. So let's inject many, many more sports teachers to get those 
basic skills back into our youngsters, that might be the the starting point for the schools. Then the sports might take over uh, because I I think they're as valuable as maths and science at those ages. So how good or bad is it out there and what we might be able to do and are your kids learning such skills? 0467 736 736 or 13 13 55 if you want to ring up. got to say, I didn't think this would happen, Heels. Oh, that's brilliant. We've we found him. We have found him. Tony Gollan, good morning. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Oh. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit secondhand today. <laughs> yes, well, you had that big ownership group. What, where did they want to take you? <laughs> oh, I was in for a bit of dinner and then just to a bar. We had, I don't know, 100 drinks, I suppose. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it, was, it was a good night. We had a lot to celebrate. It was a really good day, actually. It was a bit surreal. Hey, I, I thought when Emma started to interview you, the, the the first answer, the voice just started to waver a little bit, I reckon. Yeah, it did a bit. I, I don't normally get that sort of emotional with a win, but sort of at home a bit. It's, it's been a really you know hard race to win this and to finally you know, knock it off the CV. It, it was a bloody good result, and it, it did bring a bit of emotion to me yesterday. And as you said, mate, you know, the, the Black Soil Bloodstock team, they've been great supporters, but great friends of yours as well. Yeah, Brian's like you know, one of my oldest friends. He's like a brother to me. And we've been in this racing journey for, for some time. And, you know, we've amped things up a bit in the last, you know, six, seven years. And, you know, to get that result with him and, and all the ladies involved, it, it, was, it was just so special yesterday, you know, particularly with Brian, obviously, he's been such a big supporter and close friends. We're about 16, which was. A long time ago now. Oh, incredible, mate. I feel so happy for you and, and the whole team. Um, yeah, yeah. You said it was always going to impact your whole team. The stables just love your horses, eh? Mate, it was just it was just a really good thrill yesterday. She's such a good filly. She's done nothing wrong all prep. And I think sometimes you go into these big races, we had a big space between runs. We started to second guess ourselves. I just started to second guess myself probably a little bit. And, but I shouldn't have, you know, had the right horse for the job. And she never let me down yesterday. We got a great team, as, as you guys know, at our stables. They do such a good job with these horses and turn them out like she was yesterday. So it was a bloody good effort. Yeah, well, Bruce McAvaney was the, the key with all the stats, mate. He said that uh, there'd be no horse win this classic uh, like Skirt the Law yesterday on a 47-day turnaround. First time. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been done. And I sort of knew that too. I'm a bit of a you know student in history of racing and I always try to, well, a lot of the time I'll, I'll dig for gold where gold's been before, but I sort of had to go on uncharted territory yesterday to really to trust my horse and and just the job that I felt we'd done with her. And I, I was pretty confident that I'd done I'd done the right thing, but until it actually happens and, and the result goes your way, I guess when it's never been done before, you do tend to guess a little bit and you hope you've done everything right. Mm. It's it's an often used thing that, you know, when a football team thinks they might create a dynasty, but this race was wide open and no one was totally sure about the quality of each of these horses, but a star might emerge as a winner. Do you think Skirt the Law is going to be one of those? Yeah, I actually do. Heels. Like she, was, she was bloody dominant yesterday. It's quite a funny. Like we, had, we were down there Saturday, obviously, back home and back there again yesterday, and the betting on the two different days was just so polar opposites. I don't think anyone really knew what was the right horse yesterday, but I think she emerged certainly as a right horse for the race. And it was actually quite a dominant win in the end. Yeah. And, you know, from history, two-year-olds that win that race dominantly 
and they go to the autumn in Sydney and they go really well. That's one thing history does tell me. So hopefully we can follow that that trend, get to Sydney in the autumn and, and do a good job now heading towards the Golden Slipper. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was going to say that in the Sydney in the autumn, of course, includes the Golden Slipper and that's that's the next big prize, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, she doesn't get long off either. It comes around bloody quick, so she'll get a short little break for about a week and then we'll start ticking it towards a a lead-up run in Sydney, whether it's three weeks or, or two weeks out from the slipper and and then try and get her into the slipper in, in as good a shape or better than what she was yesterday. And, I, and Paddy and Tony, that that is the the Sydney Carnival that was so wet last year. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it was. It's often, God, yeah, that it's feels often like wet yesterday. in the autumn. That feels like yesterday and yet it was yeah. a year ago. Mm. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's often wet, the autumn in Sydney, but... You know, it, um, I know with this filly for sure, like she's not going to be bothered by wet ground. I know it was quite a good track yesterday, but I think soft seven, she won on, at Doom and won easy. So when you take a filly away with ability like her, that can handle soft ground, you, you sort of go to Sydney very confident. Hey, I know you'll probably sit down and have a look at the books today at some stage, uh, but throw in Vinco winning the, uh, the million-dollar race. I reckon it's been a $2 million-plus day for the stable yesterday. Yeah, it's been a massive day. We won the ladies' bonus too with the Philly. She got an extra three hundred and thirty grand there for her connections as well, on top of the one point one or two that she won, and then Vinko to get another you know, five hundred and eighty-five or something in a few seconds on the day as well. So it was S Troop run second. So it was a really big day for the stable. It's certainly our biggest prize money day we've had since I've been training. Yeah. Now, after the night you had and they took you away, are you sure all your horses have have, have been uh, taken home? <laughs> Yeah, mate, they're all good. I'm about half an hour from work now, so uh-huh. I'm sure everything's good. I've been talking to Cav and the team. Everything's spot on today. All right, right mate. mate. We just wanted to call and congratulate you. Thanks for taking the call this morning. We're, we're so wrapped for you. And uh, it, it, it's it's a box that you hadn't ticked, and you've ticked it now. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Tony Gold, Queensland's Premier Trainer. You know, been Premier Trainer for, for nine seasons straight. Uh, and hadn't ticked this, you know, either the Guineas or the Classic for the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds, and uh, he he ticked one yesterday. Mm, as he said, we amped it up this year. <laughs> yeah. They amped it up all right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I was just wrapped for him. I, I really was. Hey, don't forget, uh, Hills, and, and you've been doing your research, TKD as you call them now, Toolkit <laughs> Depot, uh, at Gympie, <laughs> uh, is officially opening tomorrow. So if you're up that way, uh, up uh, Gympie Way, the Wide Bay, uh, is officially opening tomorrow, so you can come down for one-day deals and great prizes as well mm. at 2KD. Gimpy. Well Who said, do they Patty. sponsor? You were... The Adelaide Strikers. Yeah. So it might be a franchise-type setup. I'll be looking into that next because the Brisbane <laughs> Heat have got some space somewhere, surely. <laughs> well, there's not much space left on the polo <laughs> no, that you're wearing this morning. Uh, but we've got media polos and we've got training polos, Patty, <laughs> to TKD. Uh, yeah, no, if they love their crew, we'll get them along. Actually, Adam Dale, right? We, I don't know how we're going to do this yet. Adam Dale's just texted me mm. and said, would you like to give away four tickets to tonight's match? And, and Adam Dale is our new uh, sponsorship and relationships manager at mm-hmm. Queensland Cricket. So we're going to have that. So very shortly, Jack, our producer, will tell us how we're going to uh, execute that. So rather than consult with Jack during a commercial break as to how we're going to do it, you've just thrown that <laughs> curveball live on air at 8.14. If Jack doesn't morning, want them, so. I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> He's working feverishly well, well, there. He's coming towards chatting to me now, but I would gather <laughs> that these four heat tickets, uh, general admission to the Gabba tonight, and they're expecting a big crowd. Brighton Homes open line uh, is open. 
13, 13, 55, as Vanessa is rushing in. See, Vanessa's taking the fam there tonight, mm. and now all of a sudden you're giving away four free tickets. Oh, she could have had them. Yeah, good call. I guess Why I'm did not you a, say that, Patty? I'm not allowed to enter competitions, I suppose. So <laughs> there you go, Hill. So, you know, as we close in on the end of the show for the week, at around about 8.15 this morning, you've upset the uh, the champion newsreader and our brand-new producer <laughs> all in the space of 30 seconds. But there is some great news, well. listeners, <laughs> that SENQ and SEN Gold Coast will be broadcasting the Heat and Hurricanes match, which once wasn't the case. Michael Kasovich and Jason Matthews in commentary from 6pm, and the match starts at 7. He's trying okay. to get out of trouble here, isn't he? I'm digging, <laughs> digging, digging, digging. Yep. Going, I'm getting myself that hole. All right, well, Jack is running around like, oh, honestly. Uh, so the Brighton Homes open line, 13, 13, 55. Jump on the blower right now if you want four general admission tickets to the Heat v. the Cane Train tonight at the Gabba. What's it about a 7 o'clock start? 7 o'clock seven. start, yeah. 7 o'clock start. All right, uh, here comes the chopper. Breakfast with Patton Hills on 693 SENQ. Traffic and weather together. At Belmont, there's an accident affecting Belmont Road at Meadowlands Road. At Maruka, we've also got a crash causing some delays on Ipswich Road at Gainsborough Avenue. And there's a broken down car at Wakehall that's on Priority Street eastbound towards Ellen Grove. Just a reminder, take extra care because showers are making conditions a bit slippery out there. Today's forecast, a shower or two with a possible storm, a top of 26 degrees for Brisbane, a possible shower in 28 tomorrow. Right now, it's 22 degrees. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your time at the Heat tonight, and uh, even though your son's wait. a Kane supporter, yep. go the Heat. We go need the to heat. win. Yes. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. It's uh, eight seventeen. We'll be back.